If you want to contact me, or if you want me to read something, or even if you just have any questions about myself or the book, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. There will be a question linked to this episode in the description, so check it out and respond if you can. Thank you. Okay, so before I start this episode, last episode I sent another question asking how do you how do you guys think I should read this episode? And a lot of you said make it like a whispery voice. Um, so I am. So every time you hear kind of like this whispering like noise, that's Moon's thoughts, the way like she like she hears other people's thoughts. And for people like most people who listen to my podcast have list, uh, like read over all the books. The way she's going to hear Darkstalker's thoughts is it's going to be the same kind of like whispery, but it's going to be deep. It's going to be like a deep voice. So here we go. Chapter one, Wings of Fire, Moon Rising. I don't want you to leave me here, Moon said. She fit perfectly under her mother's wings as if that spot had been shaped by the universe just for her, like a sign. This is where you should be. Stay here for always. Certainly do not let your mother abandon you on a windy mountaintop positively swarming with strange dragons. They found a spot under a tree where they could watch the main arrival area from the school, which perhaps hadn't been the best idea, as Moon was fairly sure she'd seen about a thousand different kinds of dragons, all of them entirely too loud. She shielded away as two mudwings galloped past her, shouting and laughing. They looked so big and rowdy. How was she supposed to learn anything when she might get trampled at any moment by her fellow students? And what if they hated her? She wouldn't even have to do anything wrong, although that seemed awfully likely to happen anyway. They just hate her for being a Nightwing. Everybody did, except the Nightwings, who hated her for not being enough of a Nightwing. I really, really don't want to stay here, Moon said again. I know, her mother said kindly, but you have to, and it'll be good for you. I think you'll like it better than the Nightwing village you see. At least Jane now. Nightwings, her mind went on. I like being wherever you are, Moon said, and I don't mind the other Nightwings that much. Most of them are awful, and you know it, Secret Keeper pointed out. They were both thinking of the stairs, the whispers, the open jealousy and hostility when Secret Keeper brought her healthy, well-fed dragonet back into the tribe. That was six months ago. Well-fed dragon... That was six months ago. After the volcano destroyed their island, and all the Nightwings had moved into the rainforest. Queen Gloria had officially forgiven her for breaking tribe rules, but that didn't mean anybody else had. Here will be here will be much nicer dragons, like Sunny and Starfight. Remember, you met them and liked them? I want to be with you, Moon said reply, Moon replied simply. It wasn't fair to finally be given all the time she wanted with her mother, to be with her every moment of the day instead of stolen hours a few times a week, and to have it all taken away again. I'll visit, her mother promised. You'll see me all the time. And you'll make friends here, I'm sure you will. Well, I hope you will, my weird little diamond. I'm not your weird little diamond, Moon protested. Seeker Keeper crouched and put her face right in front of Moon's. You need to stop doing that, remember, she whispered. If if you only hear it in your head, don't respond. No one can know that about your curse. Everybody thinks Nightwings don't have powers anymore, and they won't know how to make... how to. They don't. They won't know what to do with you if they find out. How will you make friends that way? 
her mind worried. If you keep guessing their thoughts or making them uncomfortable. Or they might uh, not believe you and then they'll hate you for lying. So don't let them find out, alright? She continued. I know, Moon answered. Stay secret, stay hidden, stay safe. All of those years of pretending to have mind-reading powers had made the Nightwings truly fear the idea of any dragons reading their minds. She paused. So isn't this really dangerous? What if I make a mistake here with all these different kinds of dragons around? You won't. You'll be careful, Seeker Keeper said firmly. I know it's terrible to be the way you are, but if you keep it a secret, you can have a normal life. <clears throat> no one needs to know that you're not a normal dragon. Understand? Are you ready to go inside? Not yet, Moon said. Can we watch for a little longer? Seeker Keeper sighed. Sure. She's so nervous all the time. I'm sure I was never like I was never that nervous when I was a dragon. Moon frowned up on her mother. She was glad that mind listening only went one way, but sometimes, like now, she wished her own mind could shout back. Don't you think maybe there's a reason I'm like this? Oh, look, Secret Keeper said, obviously, her eyes lighting up. She pointed to the sky where blue and green dragons were sailing down towards them. Sea wings, do you see the one with the ropes of pearl? I think that's their queen. Queen Coral, Moon recited. One thing she could do that didn't involve being stared at by other dragons or accidentally saying the wrong thing was studying, and so she'd done a lot of that to prepare for Jade Mountain Academy. Those two must be her daughters, since she never lets them out of her sight. I don't know who the other one is. Remember not to show off, her mother said. I mean, thank you for telling me, but the other dragons might not like you if you always know all the answers. Moon sat down at her claws. It was pretty clear from Secret Keeper's thoughts that her mother was a lot more worried about whether dra other dragons were like Moon than she was worried was about whether Moon were like them. That, in fact, didn't seem to be among of her among her concerns. A deep blue ceiling came barreling out of the entrance cave as the other ceilings landed. You came, she called happily. Her wings flared out and wrapped around the older daughter, who was pale white-pink like the inside of the seashells. The smaller daughter, who had been less than a year old, bounced around her hug, yelping and trying to get in. She was attached to the queen by a long harness, which kept tangle kept getting tangled under her talons and tripping her. I'm really not sure about this, Queen Coral said in a rumbly voice. She was the same shade of blue as the sea wing, who was now being tackled by the little dragonet. In fact, Moon guessed they might be mother and daughter. Oh, I'm a snail brain, she realized. That must be Tsunami. The famous sea wing princess from the prophecy had been in the rainforest for a while, but Moon hadn't met her before Tsunami left to go on, on, left to work on getting the Jade Mountain Academy ready. It'll be great, Tsunami promised the queen. I'll take care of an enemy, I promise. She grinned at her sister. She grinned at her sister. Me too, me too, yelled the smaller dragonet. I want to go to school too. She pounced on her harness and wrestled it to the ground, growling at it. You are much too young, Coral said sternly. She tugged the little princess upright. I can't risk anything happening to you, especially while an enemy is this far away. Maybe next year, Auklet, Tsunami said. The little dragon beamed, hopefully. The queen frowned at Tsunami. And I'm only letting this happen because an enemy has been badgering me about it every day since she got your message about the school. But you can come home anytime, you understand? If you feel threatened or lonely or overworked or tired, I'll be fine, an enemy said, wiggling away from her mother's hug. Moon felt her own wings droop. Why didn't Seeker Keeper want to keep her that close? Why, why wasn't she getting speech about coming home the moment she got lonely? Was it because her mother thought she was cursed? 
Maybe Secret Keeper really wanted to keep Moon as far away from her as possible. Her thoughts never quite said that, but she learned to block some of them over the last four years, and she had to worry all the time about Moon's mind reading. Moon wasn't sure she wanted to be normal. If it meant grumbling around thinking only her own thoughts and mostly all about herself, the way most Nightwings did, but her mother seemed very sure that she'd be happier that way. Maybe acting normal was something she could learn here. Who's this? Tsunami asked, turning to the last sleeping dragonette, who sat behind Queen Coral with a patient expression on his face. He looked about Moon's age, and he was dark green like an emerald hidden in the cave, with flashes of brighter green under underscales and hints of gold in his eyes. He was little plump, with a sweet extra curve to his snow and upper arms, and his webbed talons were splayed out like he was worried the wind might shove him off the mountain. Unlike Anemone or Auklet, he was not adorned with pearls and jewels. His only accessory was a kind of gold arm band studded with glittering black rocks. This is one of your brothers, Queen Coral said. He heard about you and really wanted to come. Which one are you again? Turtle, he said, shooting Tsunami a friendly smile. One of my brothers? Tsunami echoed. I didn't realize. I mean, I guess I knew the male eggs were surviving every time your female eggs were destroyed by the orca statue, but I didn't even think about having brothers. There are thirty of us, Turtle said with a shrug. Thirty? Tsunami shouted. I have thirty brothers? Well, thirty-two, he said. He, his gaze caught Moon's watching, and he wrinkled snout in an amused way. Why didn't you mention this before? Tsunami demanded, whipping toward her mother. Who cares about them? Coral asked. They can't inherit the throne. Moon tilted her head at Turtle, expecting a reaction, and realized she wasn't hearing anything, any thoughts from him. Nothing at all, just a quiet hum, almost a soothing blackness. That was strange. Moon had only met a few dragons who could block her reading at all, and then only sometimes, and they didn't even seem to know how they could do it. A couple of Nightwings had prickly mental shields around some of their secrets, but Queen Glory was the best at it. The Raymond clearly wasn't intentionally shielding her thoughts from mind readers, but whenever she got uncomfortable, some kind of instinct wall went up around her mind. She did the same thing with her scales, keeping them from showing her emotions. It was unsettling, but in that way, but in a way that always made Moon really curious. Were they hiding? Was their shielding ability something they inherited or something they instinctively developed? Turtle wasn't like Gloria or those Nightwings, though. His mind didn't feel like a thorny wall radiating. I've got secrets. Keep out. It was just serenely still. How was he hiding his thoughts so absolutely? He looked so placid and ordinary. One of the other, on the other talon, one thing Moon had been able to figure out so far was that nobody was ordinary on the inside. Tsunami rolled her eyes. Well, I'm happy to meet you, Turtle she said, and I'm glad you're joining our school so I can get to know you better. I want to see everything before I leave, said Queen Coral. Moon caught twin threads of annoyance uh, from Tsunami and an enemy, but Tsunami just annoyed. Uh, but Tsunami just nodded. Of course, come inside. As the sea wings disappeared in the cave, Turtle tur- looked back at Moon one more time, and Moon suddenly had a dizzy, tilting feeling that the mountain was sliding down toward her. Darkness flashed before her eyes, and then a strange image, and bits and pieces, like a puzzle whirling together. A beach. Sunlight. 
and turtle pinning an enemy to the sand as the white pink dragon whirled in pain. And then it was gone, and when she blinked, so was the Seabing family. <laughs>